For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating wonderful Weirdo Day. Uh, you know, I am from the South. And when you're from the South, you wear that like a banner. And I am proud to call myself a weirdo. As a matter of fact, I'll share a very interesting story with you. Uh, a few years ago, I went back to my hometown to perform. Uh, this was in the days when I was performing uh, as Carol Channing, if that's not weird enough. So I go back to my hometown to perform in my hometown theater. And one of the local papers wanted to do a story on me. So they went to interview uh, some of the friends that I went to high school with. And they interviewed my dear friend, uh, Lori Cook. May she rest in peace. She's passed on. But when they interviewed Lori, uh, they said, what can you tell us about Ricky Skipper? I was Ricky in my high school. And she said, well, in our school, we had the rich kids. We had the poor kids. We had the smart kids. We had the kids that never opened a book. We had the farm kids. We had the city kids. We had the kids that lived in Myrtle Beach. We lived on the border of Myrtle Beach and Conway. Uh, we had the uh, kids that worked on the tobacco farms. And then there was Ricky. Ricky marched to his own drumbeat. And I have been marching to my own drumbeat ever since. And I wear it proudly. And each of our guests today, I feel that they are marching to their own drumbeat. And we're going to talk about what makes them all unique. And what is also very interesting about today, we're all going to be celebrating their passion. As a matter of fact, passion is the word of the day. And we are going to do a very special giveaway today because there is a new book out and it celebrates one of my favorite actresses, uh, Betty Lynn, who played Thelma Lou on The Andy Griffith Show. And I think this is appropriate today because that show celebrated all of, and I say this with absolute respect, to all of those great character actors who were on the show. This book celebrates not only her incredible career, the people that she knew along the way, but it celebrates them with dignity and everything. And I think it's appropriate that we're gonna celebrate this book and along the way, the Weirdos of Mayberry. Uh, but. I also want to acknowledge, before we begin our show today, uh, that we have two very special sponsors this week. So I'd like to thank them. First of all, uh, Aaron Caleb uh, with EMC Studio in Dumont, New Jersey. If you are looking uh, for a great voice teacher, uh, this is the person to go to. Uh, not just because I say so, not just because she's our sponsor, uh, but because it's true. And she's not a weirdo unless of course she comes on and says so herself. I also would like to acknowledge our very special sponsor, uh, Deborah Stone, who will be appearing uh, on October 9th at the Laurie Beachman Theater. And Deborah, I know that you are watching right now. Uh, so I am going to let you uh, announce our very first guest today. So all you need to do is pick a number, one through four, 
and you will bring on our first guest. And while we're waiting for you to pick that number, we will leave your uh, promo card on. So this will give people a chance to write the details on. So write down our first number, one through four, and she's, and, I, and I'm bringing him on. So he's right behind door number four. And that's Charles Evans. Charles, <laughs> you are our first guest today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, and I want to ask you, uh, do you consider yourself a weirdo? Well, it's, it's funny you, you you know bring that up, Richard, because I always felt in my life I was uh, I was too weird for the normal kids and too normal for the weird kids. So I was my own my own sort of weird, my own particular fashion of being weird. So, well, I have to say, you also live in San Francisco. Yes. And I grew up hearing about how weird San Francisco was. So the first time that I got booked in San Francisco, I was very disappointed because it seemed like one of the most normal cities that I've ever been to, which may say something a little bit about me. <laughs> no, but I think so, it, yeah, there is that aspect of San Francisco that has its own sort of traditionalism as well as the, the traditionalism of weirdoism. So it's a combination of both. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you always lived in San Francisco? No, I, I grew up in the East Coast. I grew up in Boston. And um, one of the weird things that I did when I lived in Boston is in those days, they had tryouts of Broadway shows that tried out in Boston. And when I was 12 or 13, I started getting myself on the subway from the suburbs and going into every tryout, every Broadway show that I could see. And I saw Ginger Rogers and Hello, Darling and Barbara Cook when she was in her, still in her ingenue years and uh, uh, Maureen Stapleton and George Scott, all these things. And I was just sitting up on the second balcony as a as a 13 year old, just, you know, just like a sponge. But you what brought you to San Francisco or I should say, what took you to San Francisco? Um, it was mostly I had I had lived in the East Coast and I lived in Paris for a year and I could have gone back to the East Coast, but I really wanted to just have a whole new path in my life. So I said, well, what would be the furthest that I could go in the United States that would be a place I'd want to live? And that was San Francisco. So I went to graduate school in Berkeley just as a test to see if I liked it. And I loved it here. And I've been here for over 40 years. But you are living your passion. You are an entertainer and you are now appearing in Kinky Boots yes. uh, in San Francisco. And I'm yes. thrilled that you're here to talk about that. So tell us about this production of Kinky Boots, who you play in it. And, uh, you know, is there anything weird about playing the character that you're playing? Well, um, let's see. Well, it's I'm doing Kinky Boots with a group out here in San Francisco called Ray of Light Theater. And this is their first big production since the pandemic. So everyone's very excited to be doing a full production and running for, you know, for multiple weeks. And so everyone is thrilled about that. I play Mr. Price. I'm the father figure. I'm the owner of the shoe factory. Um, and I want to pass on the shoe factory to my son, but he's very reluctant to take on that job. And then very soon in the play, I die. So I'm I'm I leave the show fairly early. That's um, weird. 
but then the weird part is that I come back to the rest of the show as a factory worker. So I, you know, I, I get off my glasses, put on my, my contacts, put on a hat and try to, you know, try to be a totally different character. So doing that is uh, kind of weird. And, uh, but everyone's thrilled because we all get to do our passion. And, you know, as I'm sure you've heard from many, many people for so long, many of us couldn't do the things that we really loved and the things that we were passionate about. And so it's really thrilling to be doing this production and incredible cast and the leads are, are fantastic. And I'm, I'm one of the old guys, but you know, most everyone is a lot younger than me. And it's great to be able to have this experience and, you know, sort of my, uh, a little bit, you know, later years. <laughs> so That's great. Yeah. Well, I do want to let everyone know that all of the details will be on the YouTube channel. Uh, so if anyone happens to be in San Francisco, how long is the show running? We're running. We uh, we have our first preview tonight and we open tomorrow night officially. And we run wow. until... And you're here? So thank here. you. Yes, it's been a long week, believe me. Um, we run until October 1st and we're on Wednesday, Thursdays, Fridays, and two performances each Saturday until October 1st at the historic Victoria Theater in the Mission District of San Francisco, one of the oldest theaters in San Francisco. So it's great to be doing this in a in a real big theater and a you know real legitimate house and with a great group. So if you're in San Francisco or you're gonna be around, um, please come and see us, you'll have a great time. So. That's great. So I've got three surprise questions that are lying on my desk and oh. you get to pick one, two or three. Uh, I haven't even looked at the questions yet. And uh, that's how we're going to roll today. Okay. So pick a number. Or, one, two, three. Um, I'll take question three. Okay. And it says vitamin B. So I don't oh. know what this is. It says, eat foods that are high in vitamin B before important conversations. So this is interesting. <laughs> uh, for example, steak, cheese, or avocado. Don't eat foods right. that are high in sugar. This is how it works. Vitamin B uh, improves brain function. See, this is an educational show. Uh, <laughs> vitamin B improves brain function and memory. See, weirdo stuff. Uh, vitamin B improves brain function and memory because it plays a crucial role in turning food into energy something before you go on tonight. Well, great. Uh, I your, brain is only, sure. your brain is only 2% of your body weight, but uses 20% of your energy. Wow. So this is a fun fact for everyone to know, but I'm going to ask you, what um, do you eat before you go on stage? Or do you eat before you go on stage? You know, I, I try not to eat very much. I try to eat something that maybe is protein, like maybe turkey slices or something like that. I try not to eat sugar because what, what happens is I'll experience that sugar high and then I'll start to crash during the show. And that's not a, that's not a good feeling. And that really does start to mess around with, with the old memory. So, yeah. So just uh, maybe some cheese, maybe some cold cuts. And that's about it. And pretty light. I don't like to have much food in my stomach when... I'm on the stage, but not now, empty. Now, I know that there are three singers waiting in the wings, and I know they're all going to nod when I say this. Do not eat cheese before you sing uh, because <laughs> of the mucus that it will cause. Yeah, thank you for they're that. all nodding. So you get That's to take a number No one. cheese. Okay, no, no cheese. cheese. Stick with so us. Stick with number the one through three. All right. 
Thank you, Richard. Pick a number one through three. Uh, one through three, two. Okay, and that's Frank Madonna. Oh. So, Frank, welcome. Hello, how are you, Richard? I'm doing fine. Did you have any cheese before you came on? No, not at all. <laughs> good to go. Good to go. No cheese. You're good to go. Have you and Charles met before? No, it was. It's nice to meet you. It was really nice to meet you, Frank. Yeah. So, Frank, where are you right now? I'm in Pennsylvania. Actually, this is our guest shed that people sleep in, and it's filled with all the things of my life. Talk about weird. <laughs> no, I love that. So from San Francisco to Pennsylvania, we get around here. Yes. Uh, so do you consider yourself a weirdo? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally from, um, you know, I really kind of look at it as, well, I don't think of myself as a weirdo. I think of myself as a normal person, but I think other people look at some of the things that I say or the way that I think as being weird or not, uh, you know, not of the normal thought process of people, yeah. you know? And I'm happy with that. I'm very proud of that, actually. <laughs> now, do you eat before you do a performance? No, not at all. I can't. It's just, it's just, it's, I sing. So to be able to, you know, project or whatever, I, I have to be, I have to be empty in my stomach. Now, Deborah Stone, our sponsor, uh, she said she just read your review of your recent show. Congratulations. Great review. Oh, I'm so congratulations. You. I tried to pull up uh, your uh, pro card before this, and I was having technical issues, so I apologize for that. Oh. Uh, but I will have all the details on uh, my YouTube channel so that people can tune in. I know that Tanya Moberly, who we all love, uh, is your director. Uh, you have a show that you were doing at Don't Tell Mama, uh, which is where I made my cabaret debut in New York, and so many other people have. Uh, tell us about your show. I know it's about Las Vegas. Uh, have you played Vegas? So, no, I have not played Vegas. It's called Legends of Las Vegas. And basically, it's transporting people in the audience to Las Vegas to different showrooms, like the uh, the Sands Hotel or the Tropicana, by using sparkly cards, talk about weird, but they're like glitter cards and light. So I kind of, you know, Ricky Ritzel is my musical director and he plays sparkly card music. And at that point in time, I change the lights and then the guest star is the sparkly card turner. <laughs> and they tell us where we all are because we have no idea where we're going in Las Vegas. <laughs> I love that. And whose idea was that? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> kind of wide. It came from, well, actually, I love, well, actually, Farby. So I sent you the Farby calendar. Yes. So it, so basically during COVID, that was uh, one of my projects was I took this little doll around Manhattan and, you know, took pictures of it and made a calendar. And I, every day was like National Cookie Day or National Love Day or whatever, whatever it was in that month, I put it on the calendar. Um but that's where you and I are on the same wavelength. So <laughs> that's where sparkly car. I mean, it's really, I had a stroke 12 years ago and it kind of that whole side of sparkliness and Farby kind of brought me into where I am now with cabaret. So I'm really very fortunate that that weird side of me uh, kind of came out and now it's brought me to where I am today. So I'm really happy. That's wonderful. So when's your next performance? The next performance is on Thursday, September 29th, with my special guest, Jeremy Sussman. Okay, that's great. 
Uh, Jeremy, if you're watching, uh, reach out to me and maybe we'll bring on Jeremy next week and we'll give you yet another plug. That would be great. great. So reach out to Jeremy and get Jeremy here. So I'm going to let you pick a, a number one or two for your surprise question. Oh, okay. Oh, how about two? Okay. And it's, this is, uh, what's getting in the way of you being exactly who you want to be? Great question. Myself. It's really, yeah, it really, it's just saying to yourself, you know what, the heck with it. I'm just going to do it. And, and I think that's part of also being a, you know, weirdo is because a lot of people don't have the confidence to say that and to to say, Hey, you know what? It's okay. What the heck? I'm going to do it. And so there you go. That's the only thing that is holding yourself back is yourself, I think. So I have to tell you, I just got today, it's called a self journal. It just arrived in the mail today. And it is divided in such a way, and it sets everything into planning stages in 13-week increments. Because so many people try to bite things off. Um, I I say, what's the best way to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And uh, I mean, Deborah, once again, I mean, we're a part of a book group. We've been through COVID together. And we go through these uh, inspirational books. Uh, Right now we're doing uh, Pasira McKee's uh, Let That Go. Um, We, what a great answer, because we are the one thing uh, that does get in the way of all of our success with everybody. So I'm glad that you um, know that and that you acknowledge that. But you're not going to get in the way of our next guest, Frank. So you get to pick either one or two. Well, since I picked two before, I'll pick one. Okay. And that's Desiree DeVar. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm so <laughs> glad that you are back. Uh, yes. You've been on the show again, you and your wonderful husband. Yes. We just did um, Jersey Boys in Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania at the Fulton. And that was awesome. And I have to ask, was your daughter with you? She had to finish two weeks of preschool in Jersey City. So her grandma took her to school while we were in rehearsals there. But luckily, it's two hours away. So we would come back, you know, when we had days off. So, it, you know, when you're doing a show together, it, it's a lot and having a child. But we made it work and it was an amazing experience. So you have been on the show before and we've talked yes. about this. You and your husband have this amazing, from from the outside world, yeah. um, what goes on behind closed doors, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but from where I sit, you have this, what looks like an amazing career together. Uh, you have a beautiful daughter. Uh, you work together and I went to see you uh, at uh, 54 Below. Uh, and you, the synergy of the two of you on stage together oh. is sheer magic. It's just wonderful. Uh, what's the secret of working together, uh, having a life together off stage? Uh, yes. You're like the Stephen Eady of Cabaret. Yes, that's what you've said, and other people, and I, I think that's so awesome. I, it's, it's truly, it's special to, to have a partner that you can work with especially as an actor, singer, dancer. And I think what makes it work is because I feel like both of us were born in the wrong era because we have such a love for classic like MGM musicals. And like in our show, 
we, we have a bigger show now. We'll talk about it later, but um, that we dance, you know, like on bigger stages. And we do like good morning with two people, full tap number. And we do shall we dance Gershwin, you know, ballroom and stuff. And we both, they, the word is passion today. We both have and share that passion for for this this genre that that it, it makes it easy. Of course, sometimes when we're choreographing, we both work together to choreograph. Like we play off of each other. And sometimes I'm like, no, that doesn't look good. You know, like being a woman, you know what, what feels right. Um, and you, you fight a little bit. But creating something like that, that we know it's important and for for audiences, even if it just touches one or two people, it's special. We just share that same passion and love for the genre that we get to do. So I think that's what makes it work. But of course we fight, but but we love what we do. Well, how were you fortunate enough to both end up in the same show together? Well, Jersey Boys, luckily Nicholas, he choreographed it. So, oh, okay. but you saw probably a picture of him in it because the times are crazy still. The the guy that played Tommy DeVito and his understudy during tech both got COVID. Mm-hmm. So Nicholas closed the Broadway Jersey Boys as Tommy DeVito. Yes. And he choreographed this version of his own choreography. They had him in town, luckily, during tech. They called him up. They're like, can you be Tommy DeVito for opening? So we got to do the show together. So it was great. He was only well, for a I don't mean to be crass, but you slept with the choreographer. I did. <laughs> That's how I got the job. Oh, my God. But you two are, again, you are so magical together. Uh, and you. I also have to tell you, you are, and I, with all due respect to everyone else that I've seen, you're the best Liza I have seen anywhere. Really? Your Liza Minnelli is, I mean... As a woman, because a lot of drag queens play. (laughs) Well, they don't exist as far as I'm concerned. When when you came out as Liza and that whole gimmick that you came up with, and I hope you're going to bring the show back soon, um, and everybody will have to see the show to know what I'm talking about, but I hope that you bring a a whole show of Liza. Uh, I, I would love that. Is it something that you would think about? And have some guests. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes, I would. Because I, again, I'm truly passionate about that as well. I love her so much, as you know. And it's not in jest. It's like, I just, I love her. And it's something different. As you know, when you are someone that you love, like Carol Channing, it's, it's just so much fun. It's not work. You just are in this, like bubble like i love doing that more than being myself sometimes well i have an idea for a show and okay. if you'll if you'll touch base with me afterwards i i, I want to put you in touch with someone okay and i think this idea would be so hot for you okay uh, so Great. you get to hear my idea and just for weird. you i can't wait so <laughs> i want to ask you uh the same question that i started with charles do you have any eating habits uh, before the show, and if so, with Nick, how do you? Because are your habits the same, or do you? No, <laughs> Nick doesn't care. Okay, he's, he's gonna watch this after. Okay, I don't know. He just, 
I think when he did Jersey Boys on Broadway, which I knew him the most, that's not a dance show. So he would just be like, I'm wearing a suit. I don't got to do anything. So he would just be normal. But like, say something like Anita in West Side Story, I literally, you know, you have to dance. And if you feel full or bloated or anything, you just want to die. So, yeah, I mean, even for Jersey Boys, I mean, I, I didn't, I danced minimally at the end i was mary delgado the the wife of frankie valley and i still you just you, i can't i don't eat cheese of course um i have to have a very light dinner or lunch right before because i feel i will feel terrible it it just you can't feel full also if you're wearing a tight costume like being a dancer you're always wearing something that's form-fitting so yeah. You just want to feel good and eat after, right? <laughs> well, before we bring on our next wonderful weirdo, uh, mm -hmm. there's one last question left there out okay. of the top three. And what were the three biggest turning points in your life? One of them I already know about, but mm -hmm. you can tell us about the, uh, well, pick three other turning points. Okay. Well, I have uh, torn my ACL and meniscus in both of my knees. So being a dancer and trying to push forward in your career, it's very difficult. The, this, I did it the first time I was rather young, so I had a lot to learn. Second time I had already been through it. During, I was in Kathy Rigby's Peter Pan. I was Tiger Lily opposite of her. It, it's not even on my resume because I hurt myself. It was so exciting to do. Second week of rehearsal, I tore my ACL. And I was like, are you kidding me? I have to be out one more year out of my career. And being a dancer, you just like, it, you have to heal before you get back. So that is something I, I learned a lot from. And I realized everything happens for a reason. I got out of a bad relationship after that knee happening and knowing what I want in life. So that's like seven things that I just said. But... <laughs> Of course, meeting Nick, my husband, and sharing the stage with him um, has been a new passion the past couple of years that we are trying to exclusively do eventually because we love it so much because you can't rely on others. Broadway's awesome, but you can't rely on others. Sorry. That's Kathy Rigby calling you right now. Yes, that was her. That was so yeah. weird. Um, yeah. Yes. And of course, my child. She's changed yes, my life. Course. Yes. So. She's, she's, I just love her. She's just adorable. Thank well, you. I want to, um, we've talked about so many things that we're celebrating today, but I want to celebrate somebody else who's not here today. And that's James Beeman. Uh, any of you who know James Beeman know that he is a phenomenal entertainer. He is a phenomenal actor. I have had the pleasure of knowing him for many, many years. I have uh, been able to share stages with him. Uh, I consider him a very good friend. And he brought to my attention our next uh, wonderful weirdo today. Uh, <laughs> and that's Alexandra D'Souza. And I am so thrilled that she said yes to being here today. Uh, so thank you for being here. Oh, I'm um, glad to be here. Yes. And I want to ask, first of all, do you consider yourself a weirdo? You know, I, I feel a bit like Frank did where 
I feel like I'm perfectly normal. And then <laughs> everybody else is like, what? Yeah. Like, oh, you guys don't do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And also, I have to ask Charles, if you don't mind my interrupting. Charles, what part of Boston are you from? Well, because I, I grew up in... I grew up in the okay. uh, suburbs of Melrose, Malden, sort of like the immediate suburbs. Yeah. See, um, I grew up in Concord. Um, ah, Concord. Well, no, no, no. They they say Concord because you know the they spent, they paid they paid good money not to have that accent. So, um, now, is that how you know James? Do you know him from the Boston area? What's so funny is I did not know him in Boston. Um, I met him here in New York, and then found out that he was from the Boston area. And um, and he and I have several mutual friends. And uh, generally, anytime we get together, there's always something that comes up. You know, we're talking about, you know, the North Shore or, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> or various people we know. So, yeah, but it's a great connection. Well, let's start, first of all, with your show. Tell us all about your show. And again, all the details will be on the YouTube channel for everyone else to be able to learn about. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Late Bloomer, because uh, I am one. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> um, and it's it's a really fun cabaret. It's going to be a Don't Tell Mama, September twenty eighth, October twelfth, and October fifteenth. Um, and basically, it is about you know how you know so, so many people talk about how you know they were a genius at like twenty and all this. And it's like, what about the rest of us that took a little longer <laughs> to get yeah. to our best place? Or you know when we were talking about you know, holding yourself up mm -hmm. um, on the way to success or, or just living and all that. And so it's like, I, you know, I've done that. I, you know, can definitely blame myself for holding myself up. And so now after several years in the city and, you know, deciding whether or not, you know, I have all, I've had all those moments of going, do I stay in this business? Do I get out of it? everything, but there was always something that brought me right back in. And now I'm definitely more comfortable with who I am, um, what roles I want to play, what I want to do. And uh, so that's kind of what this show is exploring and uh, it's going to be a good time. Oh, good. I, well, I'm hoping to get there. I really am. Uh, and James just raves about you. So you should know that. Uh, so that's great. Uh, so before the shows, uh, and you're a late bloomer, so this is all new to you, but any uh, eating habits before a performance? I generally either eat absolutely nothing or something very small. And I, you know, usually like just something light, usually possibly vegetables, vegetarian, something. Because I also just don't want to feel weighed down. And definitely no cheese, no dairy. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's. I'm just thinking now. I'm like, what am I gonna do before the show? <laughs> um, you want to avoid those mucus makers. That's what yeah. they're called. Um, and uh, so, uh, and uh, what's uh, getting in? What's gotten in your way? I mean, you said you're a late bloomer. Was this something that you always dreamed of, or? Uh, or was it something that you thought about late in life? Um, I think a lot of it was, um, well, first of all, you know, you're, you're going to so many auditions and a lot of times there's typing. So 
I, I like to say I'm tall, big boned and ethnically ambiguous. And <laughs> so for a long time, <laughs> that, that made things a little challenging, um, <laughs> it, it, particularly when you're trying to do musical theater and all that. Um, and, and also, you know, there's tons of self-sabotage. You feel insecure about things. Um, and I just, I think there are so many times when you get enough rejection and you just are worried about every little thing you do and making sure you, you're trying to do everything just right and not allowing yourself to just be more free and express yourself um, in the best way of yourself. Um, and so that's something that's taken me a long time to learn. And now I'm like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I've gotten to a certain age where I'm like, Whatever. But you're here now. So yes. what are, so name three turning points in your life. And then we're going to have a little fun with uh, things to celebrate today. Oh, wow. Turning points. Um, well, definitely my son. Um, I, I, have a, I have a boy um, who is 10 and just started fifth grade. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, my. And, and let me tell you, this child is not going to have the same problems <laughs> I had. <laughs> You know, like I said, do you want me to go upstairs with you? You know, when we go inside for class, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's he's already fine. I'm like, he's he was he sounded like he was worried about making a good impression. He's like, "You got to make a good impression on your first day." And I'm like, "Are you are you worried about making a good impression?" He's like, "Do you think you're going to make a good impression?" And he said, "Of course I am." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Okay, all right, little man." Aww. You know, yeah, he he is he's already ready. Um, and um, other turning points, I think, um, well, you know, coming to New York many moons ago, you know, it's like I, I was doing stuff in Boston for years and I was like, but I got to come to New York and I got to, you know, got to take my shot and all that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I came here and I fell in love with the city. So whether or not you know, my career exploded. Uh, I just, I realized I'm like, I really like New York. And I met my husband here and, you know, we're having our family here. Um, I've met so many fantastic people. So that, that was a big turning point. Um, and wow. Um, this show, I'm telling you, it's just so much fun. And um, I, I'm considering this, this show, it's going to be a, a big turning point because I just, you know, it's really getting to do so much music that I, I loved singing, you know, from traditional musical theater to some pop songs. This show gets to show, I, I get to sort of really <laughs> show off who I am and all the, all the things I like to do. And it's, and I was like, this is, uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to do anything like this before. So I'm really well, excited about it. And James has been so great. Well, he's, uh, you know, he's great yeah. to be, you know, Carol Channing used to say, you need a benevolent despot. And mm -hmm. uh, may he be that. Yes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, I have this calendar uh, and this goes back to Frank, you know, and uh, his, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, what, uh, what was his, your character's name? Farby. Farby did so. Farby. So... Um, some of the things, um, Charles, today is International Buy a Priest a Beer Day. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who would have thought? 
Is this like, something I didn't know? I didn't done? know at all. We'll have to find no, a is this somewhere. something that you have ever done? Is this something you've thought of doing, or is this something you think you might do after tonight's rehearsal? Uh, <laughs> seek out a priest, <laughs> find a priest, find a priest, <laughs> and buy him a beer. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I was I grew up Catholic and I did not go to Catholic school, but I did go to catechism. And I was always a little scared of, of priests. Well, more, more scared of nuns, really, than priests. They were scary. But but uh, it, uh, I hadn't really thought of it. I'll have, to, I'll have to look in the mission district tonight when I leave the theater and see if I've run into any priests. I haven't as of yet, but who knows? Would you report back, would you report back to me? And if you find a priest that you buy a beer, would you bring him on the show next week? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I know a former priest. Um, but buy him a beer. I totally. I would love to buy him a beer. He's a lovely, <laughs> lovely person. Well, you know, one one of my, you know, fa well, I'll tell you a very interesting story. I well, I'll tell you all after the show. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Frank, it's also Care Bears Share Your Care Day. Oh. oh, well, that's why. Hold on. Oh, I have oh. some in there. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. That's great. Well, you're absolutely right. And I take it to heart. So thank you. I am sharing my left day with my little bear. That's sweet. <laughs> Do you all have your uh, teddy bears nearby? Oh, my goodness. I can get don't it. Don't you? You don't yeah. have your teddy bears. See? <laughs> See, some people oh, were weirdos, so, you know, why There's not? There's about 30 of them in I my child's room. I don't have Richard a bear there. nearby, but I do have Grogu. Um, ah. Holiday Grogu, who is South Kentucky. So. Richard, well, I, there, Richard there's on. a story. Oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. We all have bears. I love it. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's now, this is my favorite that somebody sent me. Awesome. <laughs> Isn't this great? Uh, <laughs> somebody needs hold your everybody hold them up. Uh, and somebody out there needs to take a screenshot. screenshot. Oh, uh, I got it. <laughs> this is the best. Now, Richard, I have a story behind my two bears because they were made for me by somebody, and one of them was when I did uh the play, The Fantastics. So this is my character from The Fantastics. Oh, and this, wow. I did, and I did Spring Awakening a few times. And then somebody made me a bear that was dressed like the male oh, authority figure in Spring Awakening. Wow. So that, those are the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry um, I oh, also got a party when until. <laughs> when I performed as Carol, I presented the Carol Channing uh, bear... Uh, at Carol's request, she couldn't be. Broadway Cares used oh. to do the Broadway Bears, yeah. and she oh, couldn't be there. Yeah. So she asked me if I would present the Carol Channing Bear, and I presented the Carol Channing Bear oh. at, Broadway Bears oh. at Carol's request. So that was nice. Um, so uh, Desiree, uh, it is um, well. This is important. Stand up to Cancer Day. Mm. So that's very important. Um, Oh, this is one I like, uh, and I'm going. I'm going to the Palm tonight. I'm meeting friends Ooh. at the Palm Restaurant for dinner tonight. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think this is what I'm going to order tonight because I'm seeing this. Uh, Alexandra, 
Uh, mm. It's uh, Steak of Poiv night. Ooh. Mm. Are you a Steak of Poiv fan? I I am. I don't eat as much red meat, but if you put a steak au poivre <laughs> in front of me or you put steak frites, I am a happy girl. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. Enjoy that tonight. Okay. And uh, well, we've already, it's, it's National Teddy Bear Day. So we've all uh, been here. Um, also, Charles, it's um, when you go out with your priest tonight for your beer, it's also <laughs> National uh, Wiener Schnitzel Day. <gasps> Oh, okay. So I'll share my interesting story. So years ago, uh, when I was uh, young and single, uh, I was singing in a piano bar one night and this very attractive man comes in and uh, I was very attracted to him. And, uh, but I, you know, we started talking and he offered to take me uh, home uh, to drive me home. I want to, clarify that i was living in howard i was living uh in howard's beach at the time so as he was driving me home i told him that he could not come in or anything because i had a roommate um and he was seeing a priest and uh he was very nervous about anyone coming uh to our home for fear that he would be found out uh and i spooked this guy uh, because it turned out that he was a priest himself, and I didn't know that I was telling him. Whoa. So years later, wow. years later, after I met my now husband, um, we spent our first year together, uh, our first New Year's Eve in Boston. Uh, we, <laughs> we went to Mass at his church and saw him perform Mass. <laughs> Whoa! We've remained friends all the wow. years. But we oh, have. So there you good story. Um, Cherie says we should give it do a, a bear giveaway. I should do. I should um, have a skipper bear, you know, and maybe we should give those away. So I, you know, I've got a quote. Uh, I've got uh, Howard Tucker. Who was watching? And Desiree, I know you know Howard. Mm -hmm. uh, he loves you, and I love Howard. Uh, he gave me uh, a wonderful calendar, uh, and there's a quote here, and it's uh, a daily act of kindness calendar. So I'm going to read uh, a quote from this, and it says, "Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing." Uh, that ever has. Uh, Charles, what have you done today? Today that could today. possibly today that could possibly start change in the world. Oh my gosh, that is um, well, I think always connecting with new people and having the opportunity to connect with everybody here today who we've never none of us have ever met before. I think that builds more community. Uh, and one thing that I've loved about the internet over the, the uh, pandemic is that we've built a lot of community through these kind of meetings and sessions. And I, I started watching you, Richard, during sort of the lockdown period and all of that built more community. And I think doing these kind of things where we get to interact with, with newer people and people that we have a lot in common with in terms of values I think that builds a better world and 
which we absolutely need to keep building, uh, you know, these days. So, so just being here and, you know, being public with, with a new, a new group. Amen. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, and uh, from another calendar that was also given to me, and I'm going to read a set as from that calendar, and this is for you, Frank. Um, and it says, um, I'm better in my relationship with others when I get some quality time to take care of myself. Today's self-love action, today I'll take some quality time for me, whether it's a 10-minute meditation break with my office door closed, a 45-minute soak in the tub with my favorite podcast, uh, by the way, all of these shows are available on podcast uh, or 20 minutes of playing around uh, with uh, new hairstyles in the mirror. So what have you done uh, for your own uh, to take care of yourself today? Oh, <clears throat> well, I love nature. I am a big I love animals. I love, you know, even uh my brother-in-law turned around and he goes, you know, are there animated birds flying around your head? You know, <laughs> I just like, you know, I kind of, you know, I like to kind of, you know, approach life like that. Um, and I think it's so important to take time out for yourself. Um, I'm a big, I love massages. I mean, just to take an hour or whatever, or half hour, just, it's very important, I think, to do something for yourself. And just do it and don't feel guilty about it. Just do it. I mean, it, you know, we're here for a short time in life and, you know, we should try to enjoy it. And, and you know, by doing that, you'll be able to be, you know, uh, good for other people too, you know, it's a good yeah. thing. Absolutely. That's important. <laughs> um, Desiree, weirdo. Yes. Is it an insult? I don't think so because... I've been using the hashtag the weirdest for a long time. <laughs> so I think it's positive and is wonderful. I mean, I, my daughter is a weirdo and I love it. She learns from the best. <laughs> so. I just love it too. Um, interesting question for you, Alexandra. What are you most afraid of winning at? And if you do win, what would that mean for you? Whoa, wow. That that's that's heavy. Um what am I most afraid of winning at? You know, I think there there is a thing of just like if you feel like you win even at like your your favorite thing at your passion, you think like you you can't like you have to keep going, like you have to get what's the next level and what's the yeah. next thing. And I think that's um, I think that's probably something I might be afraid of, but at the same time, I'm like, not now. <laughs> just like, I want to get to this thing, win at it. And then, yes, I would like to move on to the next level. Thank you. Um, and go from there. But I think that is something that, um, a lot of people are afraid of, um, when they're, you know, trying to keep winning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, Charles, um, you are in uh, musical theater. What is the hardest musical role that you've ever attempted? I think probably a few years ago, I played a Judge Turpin in Sweeney Todd. Wow. And I would say that was one of the most difficult roles because um, 
I, I didn't want to play him as a stock villain, just, you know, the melodramatic type of villain. I wanted to play him as a person, a horrible person. And actually, there were some horrible people in American politics that I had in mind when I was thinking. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, a couple whose names I won't mention on a non-political <laughs> program. Um, but, uh, I had that person in mind. and But I really, it was hard because... I felt the expectation, I think, from some people that, well, you're not playing him as just the, the horrible with the, you know, the mustache, mustachioed villain, I was playing him as a horrible, flawed human being. And that was very tough to do because it's a lot easier to jump into caricature and be the melodramatic villain and not try to be, a, try to make him a person, a horrible person, but a, but a human being. So that I think that was the most most challenging. And by the way, it was announced it's coming to Broadway. Nope. Josh oh, Groban yeah. and Anna Lee Ashford. I nope. cannot wait. Cool. I'm so excited. And uh, a full I'm, orchestra too, which is great. Full yes. orchestra. Oh, uh, yes, I can't wait. And Sweeney Todd happens to be one of my favorite musicals. I just love it. Uh, and uh, I know this sounds weird. I want to play Sweeney Todd's play. So. <laughs> It's, not weird. It's, yes. Well, so thank you. Not thank weird you for saying all. that, Thank <laughs> you for saying that's not weird. So, Frank, yes. uh, again, for my uh, daily acts of kindness calendar, thank you, Howard Tucker. Uh, it says, share a compliment about a coworker uh, with your supervisor. Think of me as your supervisor right now. Somebody that you're working with on this current show. Now, in case they're watching, a, comp a compliment somebody that you're working with. A compliment that someone that I'm working with uh, on this current Every, show. I, you know, and I'm. I guess I've been really fortunate. Everyone that I've worked with has been really wonderful, and I think, you know, allowing people. I think as artists, we should all listen to one another because you might have the right. You might think you have the right idea, but someone else might have a better idea, and it's really interesting when you work with people to understand that. And I think everybody understands that. So I would say everybody's understanding and, and also the way that they approach, you know, the show. It's not like an ego thing or anything. It's just to try to make it the best thing that you can and and really look at it like that. And I've, I'm really happy. Every Robin Bender, Mary Ellen Ryan, Jeremy Sussman, uh, Megan Serwinski. I mean, I'm really fortunate with uh, all the people, Matt Scarfglass uh, and Don Kelly. There you go. I got everybody. I love them all. <laughs> I love them all. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Desiree, uh, what is the most rebellious thing that you feel that you've ever wanted to do, but you've held yourself back? <sighs> rebellious. I mean, I, I don't know if it's rebellious, but... I, I've always been seen as like a dancer first and sometimes I just want to act and not do anything else. Like I just want to escape and just be something, something else. Um, and that is so difficult because you can't get away from what you're, what you have been doing for a while. So I don't know if that's rebellious, but I have those thoughts of like, I just want to not dance and hurt my, not hurt my body and just, just say lines and be in a scene. 
I don't know. That's I don't know if that's a good answer. That's a, that's a very good answer. <laughs> on right? my mind recently a lot. Besides, I I mean, what what we've planned for our show is so. We're like, why did we do this? <laughs> so much dance. We're the ones that did it. But like, I love it. But I don't know. I just have that rebellious thought in my head a lot. Oh, no. uh, Alexandra, um, what are you up to in the next 30 minutes after today's show? Oh, my goodness. Um, entertaining. Um, because we are, my son is having a sleepover. Um, wow. So there's another, there's another little boy. Uh, named Arthur, who is coming over. Um, and so uh, there's going to be pizza. Um, I'm not quite sure what movie we're going to watch, but um, yeah, that's what we're doing <laughs> after this show. I know that it's probably not for them. Last night, I, I had trouble logging on to Disney Plus because I want to see the new live version of Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Ah, Yes. <laughs> Oh, and is I, tonight it, at midnight, isn't it? Is today Disney? No, day it, it, well, is it Disney? Well, I couldn't log on last night. Oh, weird. Maybe because sure. everyone, maybe everybody out. was logging on. Yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah. I will let it you now. know if we're, I'll let you know if we're able to get on tonight. Yeah, because um, I, I tried to do that. No doubt we're going to watch yes. something. Yeah. Um, so, Charles, <laughs> yes, what are your truths? My truths. I, I think um, my truths are to uh, be grateful for every day. Uh, be grateful every morning when I wake up and I am in good health and I can do what I love and, you know, be with friends and be with colleagues that I value. And so that is my truth is to be present as much as possible in every moment and take nothing for granted because we've learned that you can't do that in our lives. So that's, that's great. Great. Well, I am going to, first of all, I want to let everyone know that once again, this is our giveaway. Uh, and I want to thank Tim McAvee. He reached out to me and said, how would you like it if we did this as a giveaway? Um, so, these giveaways that we do in our show, uh, and again, I want to take a moment uh, to thank uh, Deborah Stone and uh, to thank Erin uh, uh, because their generosity have helped with these giveaways that I've been doing all week. Uh, and Tim McAbee, thank you for reaching out and offering to give this book. Uh, Jim Clark and Tim McAbee hopefully will be coming on our show in a few weeks. Uh, to talk about this incredible new book. I was a huge fan of hers, and I reached out to try to get an interview with her uh, shortly before she passed away. And she took a very quick turn and passed away. And these interviews that I do on the show, um, I have been very fortunate with uh, some of the people that I've had on the show. Some of them, uh, Sarah Dash, last year, um, she passed away two weeks before the interview was scheduled. Uh, we, you know, these moments are fleeting. Let's celebrate each and every one and every moment. It's my passion and thank you all for all you do. I love giving away things and I'm gonna give away something now. This is my passion. See, I love doing this. This is fun. Um, so let's see who our winner is. You're all winners. 
Pam, stop. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Was where Pam was winning all the time. She has won <laughs> in uh, a few days. I, as a matter of fact, I have a picture. This is Pam. See her oh. with her winnings. Oh, Richard's Bob. She has CDs. So it's time for her to win again. So Pam, uh, I'll be in touch with, late, with you later and we'll get the book to you. So I'm going to take this off. I am going to have my closing uh, remarks and then I'll turn it over to you, Charles. And when you finish, you'll pick the next person and so on and so on until we're left with the last person standing. Don't worry about how to end the show, whoever that will be. Uh, when you say goodbye, the closing credits will run. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody who is not only on the show today, but everyone who's watching, uh, not only live, but everybody who will watch it later. Um, everybody who's on this show today has a passion. They have a passion for the work they do. And it's obvious to me that their passion doesn't extend uh, just they're not narcissists, and there's a lot of narcissism in this business. The one thing that I have heard from every person on this show today is their love of the people that they work with, the people they're of the people that they collaborate with, because we're all doing this together. Uh, passion. Uh, think of what everyone brings to the table. Um, I've said this before, and I will say it again. We are not responsible for what a lot of people are doing in the world, but we are responsible for what we bring to the table. I will tell you, I went to a political fundraiser the other night, and uh, I will put it out there. It was a Democratic fundraiser. And what was wonderful about this evening, and I'm not getting political here, uh, and regardless of what side you're on, what was wonderful about this particular evening was that there were two women who have devoted their lives to politics. And these women were being honored. Not one person attacked the other side. Not one person made a swipe at anyone else. Mm -hmm. It was all about celebrating these two women mm -hmm. and what they brought to the table. And it made me proud to be part of the party. Uh, and that's what it's about. We should be celebrating each other. And it would be wonderful to celebrate others that have a different point of view. Um, we should all be doing that with everybody. Uh, even if someone takes a swipe at you, we should be able to like those people. Um, passion. We all have a passion. And sometimes the passions take us in another direction, but we need to celebrate each other. That's what this show is about. And I thank you all for being here today. If this is your first time here, I hope it will not be your last. Uh, if it is your first time, please consider subscribing. And after today's show, please leave a comment on my YouTube channel. Share this with your friends. Uh, advertising is wonderful, but word of mouth is even better. Tell your friends about this. And at the end of every show, I always say, go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Mm -hmm. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the sixth name that pops up and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. As my dear friend, Sean Moniger always says, 
we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So once again, thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Aaron and Charles. It's all yours. And have a wonderful, wonderful, successful run in Kinky Boots. Thank, thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. All yours, Charles. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I will uh, I will stay away from cheese based on everything I've learned in this. <laughs> in this <laughs> Not that I have that much cheese that much anyway, but it was an occasional thing. Um, I'm looking forward it's tonight. Not before the show. Uh, not before, yeah. And uh, tonight is our first night with an audience for Kinky Boots yeah. here. Ray of Light in San Francisco. So a couple of hours will be going down to the theater and bringing people, you know, this very joyous show. And it's it's such a wonderful, positive show. And I, I feel so, so lucky to be part of it and to be part of this group. And I have a, a big, a, not a big birthday, but a, a uh, moving on birthday. I'll be 68 in a couple of weeks. And so to be able to be still you know, active and doing what I love and performing... I feel uh, very privileged and grateful for, and I appreciate Richard asking me to be part of this. And uh, that's that's about all I have to share now. And I was it was great to meet all of you as well, uh, and to hear your stories. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Thank let, you. Me, uh, let me move it down to uh, uh, let's see. Let's uh, Alexandra. Maybe you could be next. Alrighty. Um, well, I also just. I, I'm so glad. Uh, thank you, Richard, and glad to meet you all this <laughs> evening. Um, and uh, I am also very excited for my show coming up. Uh, once again, it's Late Bloomer, Don't Tell Mama, uh, September 28th, October 12th, and October 15th. Um, and it is all about, like, it's, you know, you're not late, you're right on time. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Um, in the meantime, I'm a big fan of like, you know, making sure everybody spreads the love. And that is one thing about this community um, that I do love so much is that I've been able to work with so many great people that are just, you know, nice. It's a good thing. Um, so please enjoy what you all are doing out in the audience and spread some love and have great shows, Desiree and Frank. And uh, hope to see you all off the screen sometime. Yay. And drum roll. <laughs> Desiree. Oh. Well, the, the word passion, I feel like it's just inspired me. And listening to everyone today talk about doing their own show. I mean, that takes so much so much passion and bravery to to just say this is my show i'm gonna put it up i don't care what people think that's part of being a weirdo right so that's so inspiring and just meeting new people today was was wonderful and i'm so lucky that i it, i'm always fortunate that i do have something i care about so much to do and get up and do every day like whether practicing singing or anything or doing something with my husband to plan our show of course I'm my daughter as well wonderful thing to wake up and have each day she inspires me but um I 
also this this business i think that um when you have a passion for something you love it even when you hate it because it's hard anything you do in life is hard if you really love it so you just gotta stick with it i don't know i just love the word passion and Thank you for having me, Richard. And if you would like to see my husband and I, um, we have a website, Nick and Desi, N-I-C-A-N-D-D-E-S-I.com or Superheroes in Love. That's what we call ourselves. Um, if To see us in a show, we have some dates randomly coming up in like Ohio and Pennsylvania and stuff. But if not, you can catch us online. Anyways, thank you, Richard. And I will leave it to you, Frank. Thank you, Desiree. Well, thank you, Richard, and everyone uh, that was on the show. How wonderful. This is a great, great, great experience to come on here. And my passion is art, because I really think that art really, really shows the colors of the rainbow of our life. It really does, and it brings that out in every person. So I want to I want to thank um, uh, all the weirdos, too, because, hey, <laughs> without all of us, there wouldn't be any part of life that is happy. And I just want to wish everybody a happy Care Bear Day. Oh, <laughs> thank you again. And remember, Seed Legends of Las Vegas. It's on. I'm sorry. I didn't even promote my show. Thursday, September 29th with special guest Jeremy Sussman. Also Saturday, December 10th. And I'm doing another show, Two Strong Hands, on Wednesday, November 9th at Don't Tell Mama. And that's being directed by Lenny Watts with musical director Stephen Ray Watkins. Thank you very much, Richard. And thank you, everyone. And have a great day. And enjoy your life. <laughs> <laughs>